Welcome to the Getting Real with Hillary show, where ordinary heroes tell extraordinary stories during unique and never-been-heard-before conversations with your host, Hillary Arno Burns. Hillary's unique listening and way of asking questions results in conversations that aren't usually talked about, so you can create the life that you really want but are afraid you can't really have. We are demonstrating the greatness in the human spirit and creating a world where we all reclaim our birthright of joy, happiness, purpose, and passion. Now, here's your host, Hilary Arno Burns. Welcome to the Getting Real with Hillary show. And we have a very special guest, but I'm going to keep you in suspense just for a few more minutes as I shamelessly promote my own books. Um, if you want to have more realness in your life, this last book, Your Bullshit is Your Blessing, How to Stop Fixing Yourself and Start Having Fun is all about techniques for freedom, for getting out of your own head. I recommend it highly. If you don't speak up and you're a people pleaser like me, Real Talk is the book for you. How to say the things you've never said so you can have the things you've always wanted. It's a four-step process. It works. Go to realtalkwithhillary.com, take the Real Talk quiz. And if you're not happy with your score, um, call me or set up a time to talk. And then as always, this, if you want some really good, juicy, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have written it, uh, memoir, the second piece of French toast, I recommend that. I recommend them all, just, just so you say. So anyway, okay. Um, all right, so we are going to, well, let's see. All right, we're going to play his reel, but let me just tell you a little bit about our guest. Then we're going to play this really cool reel. Um, Dr. Noah St. John is known as the father of affirmations and the mental health coach to the stars. He's the author of 24 books, including his two new books, The Seven Figure Life, How to Leverage the Four Focus Factors for More Wealth and Happiness. And then there's another book, which I'm going to let him tell you about. Uh, so I don't mess that up. And just before he comes on, we're going to play half of his speaker reel, and then we'll play the rest later. So this is going to be good. So play. times a day or week do you catch yourself saying god i'd love to x but i don't have the time or you catch yourself saying that look what happened because you waited you lost money and guess what you can never catch up all of business is relationships if you don't believe me you know, who are your customers? Generally speaking, they're human beings. You know, dolphins, orangutans, and gorillas tend to not have credit cards, you know? So with a name like Noah, I know these things, okay? So. Right, I mean, it's pretty cool to get paid for doing what you love. It's kind of like going to heaven without the inconvenience of dying. <laughs> when you hear somebody, and you will hear plenty of speakers out there talking about get out of your comfort zone you will know that they're saying a cliche and number one a cliche and number two something's wrong it's just not accurate no you, you your comfort zone doesn't actually exist it's your familiar zone all right wow that was it i'll i'll sign up just sign me up right now i'm, I'm ready to go when's your next thing all right well here for without further ado dr noah st john Wow, I'm intimidated. I don't know about you guys. Don't stop it. I think oh, I got to get out. I think I need to go get a new host. Okay, stop. Just kidding. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. 
Uh, you're too kind. Anyway, thank you. I, I'm delighted to be here with you, Hillary, and uh, great to see you. Thank you so much. And so, you know, I was looking at your little sheet here and I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, he's got he's got quotes from Jack Canfield and Stephen mm -hmm. Covey. Yep. Wow. So, you know, those guys, right? Well, I, yes. Uh, you know, they're, <laughs> of course, uh, Dr. Covey sadly passed away a few years ago and we lost oh. him, which is uh, a mm -hmm. big blow for the industry. Dr. Stephen Covey was the reason that I got into this business. I'm talking about the personal and business development, you know, industry. He was my inspiration, uh, you know, wow. back in the nineties. And I got the, I got the opportunity to interview him, you know, uh, back in, in fact, it was 1996 and it was something I'll never forget. So I was very sad. Of course, we lost him a few years ago. He, he died suddenly. Uh, but Jack is still, you know, a dear friend and a mentor. And yeah, I've been very, very fortunate to, uh, you know, befriend all of the biggest names in the industry from Canfield and Covey to Asaraf and Vitaly and uh, Neil wow. Donald Walsh, uh, Harvecker, and just the list goes on. So it's really, that's been uh, quite a journey. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to get there, mm -hmm. but I know I already told you, I want to go back because what I read, <laughs> he wasn't always this way. And I'm no. not saying that as a bad thing, but it's to give us hope. This show is about you know, talking about people's struggles so that if someone out there is struggling mm -hmm. as well, you can be inspired by what Dr. Noah has done and know that, hey, if he can do it, then you can do it too. So that's why we have the show. It's about, you know, ordinary people. You don't seem ordinary. You seem extraordinary already, but ordinary people telling extraordinary um, stories. Okay, that's not good. That's my nephew. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So, so here, here's what got me. This is why I wanted him on my show. It says, yes. um, so, so it, it talks about how, um, you mm -hmm. know, you're a leader and you do all this stuff. And then what a difference it made from living in his parents' basement with a $40,000 debt, he became one of the most respected guides to successful entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and seven-figure fulfillment with endorsements from all those people we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So do you mind going back in time um, and talking about, you know, what were you doing before? I know you said you went to Hampshire College. You were born in Hackensack, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And what, like, what did you study in school or anything from your childhood that yeah. might impact Absolutely. any of it? Well, and actually, it is a very important part of my story is, you know, my origin story, just like for anyone, of course. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I I was born in New Jersey, but at, when I was two years old, my family moved to Kennebunkport, Maine. So okay. I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. Now, I know that's a total cliche, but it's totally true. So uh, I was raised in Kennebunkport, Maine, which is one of the wealthiest communities in New England. Uh, if you're familiar with, you know, George H.W. Bush and the Bush family, they literally were their house, their compound uh, literally is on the bus ride to and from school every day. So we and and and, and do you mind if? If I interrupt when I have mm -hmm. a question. So um, how, why did, why did your parents move there? Like, why were you poor there? Yes. What was your dad doing? So my, <laughs> my father had a dream to be in the theater. That's where my mother and father met. They met at, uh, in, in, uh, in Washington, DC at Catholic university theater department. And oh. so my dad had a dream to be in the theater. He got, uh, he got the opportunity to actually start a summer theater in Kennebunkport, Maine. So he moved our whole family. Um, we were living in Massachusetts at the time. So we were in New Jersey, then Massachusetts, then Maine. So okay. just kind of kept working up the East Coast there, which was so it get, get, kept getting colder and colder. And I was like, if I was a little bit older, I said, hey, can we stop? It's too cold. Come on, guys. What are you doing? Well, I wasn't old enough. Anyway, yeah. so that's how we ended up in Kennebunkport because my that was my father's dream. Well, what happened was um, <laughs> that summer theater actually closed after the first year. So my mm. dad had actually started to build our house because he said, well, I'm going to be, you know, rolling in the dough. I'll be making so much oh, money. And I was like, not so much, you know, so <laughs> it just all went to heck. And um, so I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood in this drafty, unfinished home at the bottom of a dirt road. So I like to say my family was dirt poor. I mean, it literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road and this drafty unfinished home that my parents actually lost to foreclosure when I was just oh. 15 years old. So, you know, my dad, you know, as hard as he worked and my mom worked too, 
they just could never get ahead. They couldn't get out of that poverty consciousness. Okay. And so from a very young age, I hated being poor. <laughs> I hated it because you hear these motivational speakers all the time. I'm sure we've all heard this. And they get on stage and they say something like this. Well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, in my family, we freaking knew we were poor <laughs> because my mother, bless her heart, reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So no, it wasn't happy. It sucked. Oh, my God. So my point is that, you know, then we lost that home to foreclosure. But so the point is that from a very young age, I hated being poor because I saw that right down the street, there's great wealth and abundance. Like, you know, every one of my friends that I grew up with, you know, everybody in my school they had nice clothes and shoes and all the nice stuff and, you know, food. <laughs> I mean, we were eating macaroni and cheese all the time. So I was like, what the heck? Can I go over to my friend's house? I want some food. I'm hungry. You and know. what were they doing? If the summer theater closed, what was he doing? Well, he, like, my dad's an incredibly creative guy. So he got a job right away at the, mm -hmm. at the, uh, the county newspaper. There's a newspaper in town. And so he just got a job as an advertising executive. And then he became the advertising editor. He just, he was just a very, very creative guy. The problem was he could never figure out how to get paid for being so creative. So right. he's a classic example of, I don't want to say the starving artist, but uh, didn't do so great artists, let's just say. Um, anyway, okay. so but so the point is that because I hated being poor and I saw that there was another way to live, you know, all my friends were rich and, you know, from wealthy families. I said, how the heck do I get from here to there? So, of course, you know, mm -hmm. this was long before the Internet. There was no coaches or mentors or anything like that. And certainly nobody in my family could help me. So I did the only thing that I figured to do. Now, you mentioned that I'm known as the father of affirmations and the mental health coach to the stars. I'm also known as the nerdiest nerd in the personal and business development industry. I'm like the Sheldon Cooper of self-help. And so the wow. point is, I did what we nerds love to do when I went to the library, right? I went to the library. And as you can see from behind me, you know, these are, uh, you know, some of my books that I've published. And these are some of my books in other languages. I've been in 18 languages, published in 18 languages now. But I just always love books. I love being surrounded by books. And went to the library. So which which mm -hmm. section did you go to? Well, I went to which the self help section? section. I did. I went to the. I was. It was two sections. I was science fiction because I wanted to okay. escape. Right. I wanted to go to other galaxies and planets, whatever. So Isaac Asimov and Robert A. Heinlein and all you know the classic yeah. sci fi authors. So that was yeah. the first group, and then the second was self help. You know, so Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey. You know, and I just immersed myself in that world, and I I really worked hard. I worked hard to try to make something of myself because I, I didn't want to be poor. And, and how old how old were you at this time? Well, I mean, I library? literally, and, and I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but I read How to Win Friends and Influence People when I was eight years old. And people say, well, you're making that up. And I'm like, well, ask my mother. Okay, I read that book when I was eight years old, which is pretty darn young to be reading a self-help book. You know, I mean, it's like, what? Uh, almost a precursor to what I'm doing today. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so um, love, and I, wow. I read all okay. these books and I really, really tried to make them work. I, I you know, wanted okay. to be successful. Yeah. Question. Yes. How did you even know at eight years old that these books were around? Aha, you know, another like good question. So yes. Okay. So my father is, as I mentioned, is a really creative guy. He was also an avid reader. And he was subscribed, a subscriber to Success Magazine since the 1970s. And so all yeah. around my home, I was used to this. So Dale Carnegie, yeah. which his books are right over here on my, on my, on my right. bookcase today, um, are yeah. that, I just literally saw it in my father's bookshelf one day. Okay. How do so win friends and influence people? Yeah. So they were around. Okay. Okay. That yes. And I went to the library so, too. So yeah. it was, it, I was just immersed in self-help books from the time I was very, very young. And okay. so- That's Another question. Yes. And not, not to be mean, but if your father had all these magazines, was he reading them? Like, why was- Hello, hello. You're asking <laughs> the million dollar question, you aren't you? No kidding. What, what do you think my mother said 10 million times, Hillary? Okay, you're reading Read all these books, why aren't you successful? Said my mother 10 million times. Mm. You need to meet my dad, okay? A little hard in the old head, is he? Okay. Okay. Just there, there, there okay, are, let me just and see, this is how this is why I love coaching people today. Because <laughs> I know there's two types of people. All right. There's two types of people in this world. Mm -hmm. There's the kind if I were to say to you, 
would you rather be right or would you rather be rich? What rich. would you say? You'd rather be rich. Of course you would say that, right? That's what the average normal person would say. Right. Well, my dad said to say he'd rather be right. You know, and so he would read all these books and go, yeah, that's a great idea. I think I'll just go keep doing what I'm doing right now. I'd be going, what? What is wrong with you? <laughs> why, you why even bother reading the book? Right. So what I would do is I would because, do the exact was it opposite. Because, was it because he thought he knew better or he was I guess. Just I mean, you, you have to interview him. He's a really he's a okay. great guy. So you, you definitely okay, want to interview okay. him, too. And we right. could get, we get point him. counterpoint here. Um, but no, he just, he, I guess he thought he was doing yeah. everything right, even though not so much says, right. you know, the, the, the bank <laughs> anyway, okay. I, I, I yeah. just, I want to be rich, you know, like I right, hate right, being right. poor and I know I got to change. See, that's the thing. Most people don't want to change. And so, you know, right. we all know the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Right. You know, okay. and but guess what? Here, here's the thing that I've learned after coaching, you know, now me as a coach for the last 25 plus years. There's a couple of things I've learned in, in, in these long years that I've been doing this. One is that you can know something and still never do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, are you doing it? Uh, well, you know, and they give you every excuse in the book, right? So that's point number one. Point number two is, is people want change, but they don't want to change. They want change, but they don't want to change. Okay. So here, like I'm a keynote speaker, you know, I'm an executive coach, a business coach. I'm also a keynote speaker. You know, I get to do mm -hmm. keynote presentations, whether live or virtually for teams, companies, organizations all around the country, around the world. And so, you know, one of the things I'll do just to have fun with my audience members, I'll say, all right, so who here wants change? Meaning, you know, you want more money, you want to be more happier, you know, every hand goes up, right? Okay, yeah. now who wants to change in order to get those results? And here's what happens. Everybody goes like this. Exactly, right? So, hello, how's that working for you? It's like saying, gosh, I really <laughs> want more money, so I hope I win the lottery. Okay, well, good luck. So they really say right? they don't want to change. Like they're admitting they don't want to change. That's right. Wow. So the point is, from a very young age, I realized, okay, I'm getting this result called poor. I hate it. So what am I going to do? Right. Okay, nobody's coming to save me. You know, my parents aren't going to do anything. I mean, they're, they're who they are. And, you know, let's, I mean, look, they sacrificed just like any good parents do. They sacrificed to put food on the table, whatever food it was, macaroni and cheese mostly. But <laughs> hey, you know, at least I, I, I survived. So, you know, they did the best they could. They worked hard. But see, they just weren't willing to make the changes necessary to get to the results that were different. You see? And that's, I think, what I've noticed is that's pretty normal, right? It's normal to say, you know, oh, I don't like things the way they are. Well, would you like to do something different? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. So back, so back to you in the library. You're reading yes. all this stuff. You know yes. you need to change. Yes. And I was you willing to. want to change. I How did How did you end up with $40,000 of debt in the basement? Aha. Okay. Well, you skipped over a couple parts. So let me fill all in right, the blanks. All right. So keep going. Keep going. All right. So the point is, I was you working are... really hard. I really, really tried to make so all this... these things work. Well, so was this like... Like, tell me where we're at. Are you still 15? Well, so now, no, now I'm in my 20s. Okay. And I'm oh, living okay. in Los Angeles. Okay. I moved you to, went to college. Yeah. I went to college uh, for okay. one year and then I left. I became a professional ballet dancer. Yes. I said professional ballet dancer. Wow. In the ages of 18 to 22, I had a career ending injury at 22. I had to stop that. Mm. Moved mm. out to LA to be a movie star. Hollywood. Okay. Overwhelmed by my performance, gosh darn it! I thought I'd be the next whoever, but I wasn't. Yeah. It was the next nothing. So, oh. um, at the age of twenty-five, I yeah. was so I was still I was broke. You know, I was depressed. I I, you know, really didn't have any education because I'd been a professional ballet dancer and wasn't making any money. And then now that was taken from me. And so at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide. I decided to take my own life because I'm like, I've been working so hard for so long and I have nothing to show for it. My girlfriend had just left me. She slept with her dance teacher. I mean, it's like a country song, but it really happened. Yeah. Me. You know, all these things. Oh, wait, are you a ghost? 
or did some no 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 see at the very very (laughs) that's how it goes let's go at the very very last moment i think you're still here i'm still here is this on um at the very last moment my life was spared when i had decided to take my own life now how are you going to do it how are you going to do it i was going i didn't have a gun thank goodness i was actually going to pull my car into a garage and asphyxiate myself okay because I had read somewhere, this was still before the internet, I'd read that that's, you know, you could do that. I figured yeah. that was a nice way to go because I basically fall asleep and don't wake up. It's not violent. There's no, you know. But at the last, when I was about to pull into this garage, which was not my garage, by the way, because I didn't have a garage. I was living in a little <laughs> apartment. I drove around Van Nuys, California, looking for an open garage. Believe it or not, I found one that was open. I could have just driven my car in and closed the door behind me. And that would have been that. What happened was the thing that saved my life. And I saw in the corner of the garage, a child's bicycle. And I knew it was a child's bicycle because it had those white handlebars, you know, the things at the Mm -hmm. end, you know, when you're a kid, you have, I mean, I had one like that. And I said, now that's a kid's bicycle. I'm pulling into this stranger's house. I'm going to kill myself and they're going to come home and see my dead body. And I said, Noah, this all happened in my mind. And I saw this happening and I saw this family traumatized. And I said, Noah, you can't do that to these people. I don't know who they are. I'll never know who they are. And I'll say, I said to myself, I said, Noah, you cannot do this. That is not fair to them. And so I just, I drove away and I said, okay, that's that. And I figured. Wow. The true story that absolutely happened exactly like I just said. And I, 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 when I came back home, I said, okay, now. I could have easily just been dead right now because I decided to do it. It wasn't like I'm thinking about it. I went to do it. And that's what happened. And that's what stopped me. And I said, okay, so I just figured God or whoever must have just saved me for some purpose, but I don't know what it is. I don't know why I'm here. I don't understand why I'm still here on this earth. I've got to find my purpose here on the earth. And so I went back to the library because that's what I do. You know, I went back to the library and I read books on spiritual growth. Mm. So the first part of my journey where I was reading all about, it was, I call it outer success. And that to me didn't work. It just didn't work. And not saying it's Mm. wrong or bad or something. I'm just saying I couldn't get it to work. I couldn't, you know, put the key in the lock. It didn't fit for me. So when I went back to the library, I I just went to the spiritual section. I said, I've got to find my purpose. I don't know why I'm here. So then fast forward five years later, in 1997, I discovered my life's purpose. And that's when I started my company, successclinic.com. I got that domain, successclinic.com, in 1998. So I'm actually, I've been online longer than Google, believe it or not. You can look it up. Wow. Successclinic.com. That's my company, you know, domain. Anyway, I real and so at that time I was, I still really had no money. I had like eight hundred dollars to my name. I was living in a three hundred square foot basement apartment in Hadley, Massachusetts. But I found my purpose, and I said, I've got to get my message out because I discovered things that none of those books had ever talked about. I discovered nuances and principles that they weren't talking about. And frankly, still to this day, they're not talking about it. I'm the person that invented, discovered this. And wow. so I realized, number one, I've got to get this message out because there's millions of people like me who are frustrated. I've, how come I've read all the books? How come I've gone to all the seminars? How come I listen to the gurus and I'm still stuck? What the heck is going on? And of course, I said, what's wrong with me? And then I realized, right. wait a minute. They're not, it's not wrong with me. They're leaving all the good stuff out. They're leaving it out. They're not telling us the stuff. Now, maybe they're doing it on purpose. Maybe not. It doesn't matter. It's basically like saying, okay, if you want to build a house, your first step is build a house. What? Yeah, well, go ahead. Do it. You can do it. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Just do it. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I get a little worked up here. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And I have a question. I don't want to take you off your path. Go ahead. Go far away. You said you figured out your purpose. How? How did you figure it out? I was at a seminar on eating disorders. This was in, this was October 20th, 1997. 
I was at a seminar on eating disorders. Now I didn't have an eating disorder, but remember I told you that earlier I was a professional ballet dancer. Okay. Okay. So I knew lots of people who had eating disorders. It's unfortunately very rampant in that industry, right? Mm -hmm. Body dysmorphia and so forth. So I went to the seminar and as the speaker was talking about eating disorders and people who starve themselves of food, I realized, wait a second, I'm not starving myself of food, but I am starving myself of success. Mm. And no one had ever said that sentence before. And I knew because I'd read every book. And I said, holy crap, I just invented, discovered something that has never been talked about in this entire self-help industry. Oh my God, that's my message. And that's my purpose. And so I wrote my first book, which was called Permission to Succeed. And... I self-published it. This was long before Kindle right. and Print on Demand yeah. and all those things we have before today. I mean, you could write a book in an hour right now, today, right? <laughs> well, uh, I actually wrote it in nine days, believe it or not. And this was long before AI. I wrote it myself in nine days, a whole book. And exactly. because I just sort of poured through me, all of those years of frustration yeah, and not getting what I want and spending all that money, listening to all those guys and saying, what the heck is wrong with me? Oh my God, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just that I have been trained to starve myself of success. And I'm doing this without any conscious knowledge. And I realize there's tens of millions of people just like me. And I've got to get the word out to them because through no fault of their own, they're also holding themselves back from the success they're capable of. And just to put a bow on that thought, I self-published my book, Permission to Succeed. I met Jack Canfield. That's where Jack comes in. Met him in 1998. He looked at my self-published book, which was the ugliest book in the world, by the way. Ugliest book you've ever seen. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any, I still didn't have any money, but I had to self yeah. I had to get my message out. And he looked at it. He said, yeah, this looks really good. Now I'm going to send this to my publisher. And he was good to his word. He sent it to the Chicken Soup publisher. Eight weeks later, I got a phone call and they said, Noah, we'd like to publish your book. That's how I got my first publishing deal. Wow. So I'll always be very grateful to Jack for for giving me that break. And that was really what started my whole publishing journey. And 24 books later, here we are. Wow. And so you were just at a gig and you talked to him and you said, here's my book. And he said, oh, let me help you. No. Or did you know him before? No, 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 no. It it happened uh, much. It, it was I was reading the newspaper one day because I, I went to school in Amherst, Massachusetts, well, Jack graduated from UMass, which is also in Amherst, Massachusetts. Right. I was reading the newspaper and it said that Jack Canfield was going to be there that day. I just happened to be reading the newspaper. I said, oh, my gosh. Well, it just so happened that I knew the director of alumni relations because he and I had actually taught a class together. So I went oh. into his office. I said, John, can you introduce me to Jack? He's winning an award today. He said, sure, be in my office or, or you know, be here at 11. I'll introduce you. He introduced me and that's the rest is history that's that's how how it all happened but i i made it happen so see it's a combination of luck timing and taking action this is the this is the message for the folks listening to this program you know people say luck is opportunity meets preparation i agree with that but i also would add the third ingredient which is action if you if you just sit there and wait for opportunity to knock opportunity does not knock you got to go out and get it you got to go get and make your own opportunity. It doesn't just, it, there's no such thing as opportunity knocking. It doesn't. You got to go get it. Right. Wow. Amazing. All right. <laughs> I want to ask so many more questions, but we're going to go to the commercial break yes. and that halftime, we call it. And then we'll come yep. back with the second half of the reel and we'll keep going. All right. This is so cool. Starved. <laughs> Starve for success. Has social emotional learning become just one more thing on your teacher's plates? Do teachers and students both find it boring and ineffective? then bring Kikori to your school. Kikori transforms classrooms through experiential SEL activities that help students play, reflect, connect, and grow. Even better, students say it's more fun than recess. 
Schedule a no-obligation conversation at kikoriapp.com slash brinkikori. K-I-K-O-R-I. Do you ever feel like you can't say what you really want to say? Or that you're stuck or in a holding pattern in your relationships, career, personal life, or finances? Are there things you want in life that you've given up on? Are you resigned that this is as good as it's going to get? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then Hillary Burns, host of the Getting Real with Hillary show, has the solution you need. Hillary is a published author of three books and has a program called The Getting Real Process. This process frees you from what is holding you back, allowing you to create a life you love. Don't believe it? It is hard to believe that it could work, isn't it? The proof is that hundreds of Hillary's clients have used the Getting Real process and are now free to create whatever they want in relationships, career, finances, enjoying life, or just loving themselves more. So go to realtalkwithhillary.com and order Hillary's book, Real Talk, instead of a conversation. magnifying glass okay money doesn't change anything it reveals everything such good advice smart. he's extremely present with the people in the room like he really really wants to be conscious of them their energy their questions how they he connects with them he absolutely brings something totally different to the table he does fill in those missing pieces. And with Noah, you actually have a formula, you have a plan. You see just light bulb moments after light bulb moments for people and things that have haunted people for years and years, it just comes up and, and they're able to literally transform their life with that one nugget. This is the formula that has produced over $100 million in new revenues for my clients over the last few years. It does make your success is automatic as brushing your teeth and tying your shoes. Those are habits. Before you even realize it, he's taught you how to make more money and you don't even realize how it happened. He's really funny. He's exciting to listen to. He's got great perspective. Um, he knows his stuff. Noah has a very unique quality and ability to simplify things and make them seem so easily accessible that anybody can do it. He seems to be the best that I've seen at taking these essential elements of what you need to do to improve yourself and simplifying them. He seems to be the easy button. What does it take to succeed? If we know now our goal is a life of stress-free abundance, and that means getting to heaven on earth, doing those high-value activities that we love and are great at. So what does it take then? It takes this. This formula is responsible for adding over $100 million in new revenues for our clients. Five, six, seven, and eight-figure advances, increases in income. Men and women just like you, who had spent tens of thousands of dollars on everything else out there and we're still stuck. So what we're going to do is we're going to fill in the gaps for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. That's it. That's it. Wow. So, okay. So how does it feel to watch that? How does that feel? You know, it's funny because when you look in this guru space, what we see is two types of success or two types of, I guess, if you want to say examples or whatever. And that is personality-driven success versus system-driven success. Now, when I talk about personality-driven success, you go onto those gurus, their social media and their websites, and it's all about them. You know, look how cool I am. Look at my helicopter. Look at my private jet. Look at my yacht. Look at my car. Aren't I amazing? And yeah, you're amazing. You've made tons of money. That's wonderful. <laughs> my question is, have you helped anybody else, buddy? and see not so much really and so if you notice in my speaker reel and in my world i'd rather brag about my clients because the fact of the matter is if you don't have a system and if you are only dependent on that guru's personality well what if you don't have that personality right and of course most of us don't right i'm actually a really shy introverted person you wouldn't know it because i'm talking right now because i'm being extroverted because i'm on an interview Right. Because if I talk to my normal self, I mean, I'd be, you know, people be really. Oh, what do you say? You know, so the point is I'm being I'm turning on the extroversion because, you know, this is entertainment as well as education. But right. the, is that I created a system 25 years ago 
that works for anybody. I mean, you heard you heard John say that. I mean, no is the easy button. And that's yeah. what I, I'd rather brag about my clients than me, because that's how you know it's a system. Wow. Okay. So, all right. So Jack helps you publish your book. And then yep. obviously now you have 24 books. Yep. You're being, you're speaking. Like, how did you go from that to that? Because when you say starve for success, I mean, I'm one of those people who've invested a lot of money in mm-hmm. my courses. Da, 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 da. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hello. Still Hello. For that right. To, to, you know, get Hello. My return on investment. I hate to admit That's... it, but it's true. I mean, yep. this is getting real. So I say it like yes. it is, but it, it has been very disappointing and I've had to make peace with, I trusted these people. They acted like they knew what they were doing made a lot of promises. I'm the salesperson's yep. dream and I bought a lot of crap. <laughs> I finally put a lot of like a moratorium on me paying people to help That's me right. because they don't know how either they don't know. How, I mean, I, I'm willing to work. I'm willing to do yes. it. I am. I do my homework, but yet it still didn't happen. Because um, so, of yeah. what I'm talking about right now. So Hillary, I've been t- saying this for the past 15 years. Okay. And so let me tell you, because you're like, well, how did it happen? You know, there's a gap, Noah, and I'll tell you what the gap is. So I started in basement number one, a 300 square foot basement apartment in 1997 with $800 in a book on HTML. 10 years later in 2007, because I did exactly what you just said and what I did, I paid all those gurus. I paid them tons of money because I didn't know how to run a business. And I knew that. And I was willing to change. I'm like, tell me what to do. I'll do it. The point is they never told you anything. I gave them money and then they didn't say anything. There's no because there. Because they're there. good at sales. Exactly. That's what I figured out. They're great. They are at, so good at sales. And they're great at and- self-promotion. That's the yeah. point. They're great at self-promotion. Right. They suck at they suck at teaching and they suck at coaching. There's no there there. Okay. Right. So I found this out too late, like kind of like what you're saying. <laughs> so I, because I listen to all that lousy advice. I ended up $42,000 in debt. I had to go back living with my parents in basement number two at age 40. So here I am. I'm helping people. I've written these books. I'm making a difference. But because I listened to those guys, those gurus, and many of them are still out there ripping people off, lying to people. It makes me very angry. But the point is, and and see, I'm not alone. You're not alone. This is the, this is the mm-hmm. refrain I'm hearing every single day from people. And it it makes me very angry because they are stealing. They're lying from good-hearted people like you and me. So the point is, in 2007, I had to make a decision. I was $42,000 in debt, 40 years old, working out of my parents' basement. I said, what the heck is going on around here? Now, of course, my parents, and, you know, they're loving, and they took me back in, you know, and they said, no, it's been 10 years. You got nothing to show for it. I have kids and 12 pets that they took into. Yes. Yep. So they said, Noah, it's been 10 years. You got nothing to show for it. Maybe you should go get a job. Now, I was never going to do that. And they meant, well, you know, they, they, you're a parent, you know, you don't want to see your kid in pain. That's, that's the worst pain is seeing your kids in pain. Right. And so, you know, they hurt for me, but I knew that I had a bigger mission than to go get a job. And so I said, no, I'm not going to quit, but I still need help. And that's when I made the one decision that changed everything for me. And that's when I hired my first real business coach, my first real business coach. Now, how did I know he was a real business coach? Because he does what, what I just said. He wasn't only bragging about himself. He was talking about his students. And here's, you know, success story, case study, case study, case study, which if you go to my website, you'll see that's what I do. Because I want people to realize this isn't about Noah. Yes, I've made money. I've made millions. I've lost millions. Okay. But who cares? Does it work for anyone else? That's the whole question that everybody should be asking. But see, those guys, what they do is they seduce us with all of these very seductive images. Planes, you know, cars, boats, yachts, houses, helicopters. Okay, who doesn't want that? But the point is, because there's no there there and because they suck at teaching they can't teach their paper bag many 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 good-hearted 
you know, people, people with a great message have been sucked in and they're feeling like they did something wrong. My message is you didn't do anything wrong. I got sucked into let's just my part of my mission now is to raise the consciousness of humanity, but also to raise the consciousness of this industry. I'm talking the personal and business growth industry because we've been raped by these guys. I'm, I mean, and I talk about real talk. We've been financially raped by them. So, okay. But so, but I, I mean, I, the people that I hired mm -hmm. um, and got raped, so to speak, <laughs> they had testimonials. They told me what they did for their people. Yep. They were yep. da, 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 da. So how did you know this guy was really different? I, I listened to the stories themselves. You're right. Everybody can point to a few testimonials, but if you really yeah. look at most of those guys, if you really take a close look, what they're doing is they have, it's kind of like exactly like the mafia. So the mafia, and I've been in this business a long time, you know, I already told you over 25 years. So I've seen it all. And back in the early or mid 2000s, there was the internet mafia. And that's what they call themselves. I'm not making this up. I mean, they call themselves the mafia. And what it was, was they decided to, and this was this closed room stuff that happened which I was not privy to, but, you know, I knew all the guys. I was never in the mafia. I don't know why I didn't get invited. Maybe because I got a big mouth. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but anyway. So you knew these people? You oh, yeah, knew? absolutely. And see, they would promote one another and say, listen, okay, this month we're going to promote you and everybody promote him and we'll all make money from him. And then next month it'll be him, next month him. And that's how they did it. Now, what's what's actually really good and nice, in fact, is the mafia is basically gone now. They they are irrelevant at this point. And the reason for that is because there's so many new people now in the industry. Mm -hmm. The problem is, again, that so many people, you know, good people like you and me were taken advantage of by the guys in the mafia. And so right now we're really gun shy, very gun shy. I mean, what's what's the what's that phrase? Once bitten, twice shy. Well, I've been bitten 83 times. I got a spreadsheet to prove it. You know, and it's bad. It's really, really bad. So, yeah. you know, spending all that money and getting just these little nuggets, one little nugget here, one little nugget there. Okay. That's why it took me all of that, you know, over half a million dollars and over 20 years to really piece this together. It was, it was terrible because I'm the kind of teacher, coach, mentor that says, listen, if you want this result, do this and do this and do that. And what people, what happens is people hire me whether it's for one-on-one -on -one coaching or group coaching after they've had so many bad experiences from these guys. And then they're like, no, I, I can't believe you made it so simple. I'm like, yeah, that's because I wish someone would have helped me. If someone would have helped me, you know, 20, 25 years ago, I'd be a gajillionaire by now, <laughs> you know, but they didn't, I not only didn't get help, I got anti-help. <laughs> okay. So, so one of the last people that I gave my money to and didn't make any mm -hmm. was like, I understand. Yes, you've tried to do your own business, and then and, and her thing sounded like that was gonna work. Right. You know what I mean? And, and yes. I'm not saying you're full of it. I'm just saying they just know how to sell. I guess that's the thing. They know how. <laughs> well, you have well, to I, make sure. I bought that one too. You have to make sure there's a yeah. system. That's that's all I can say. So I'll give you an example. All right. So uh, one of my because we have one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching. Uh, by the way, for the folks watching, you can just go to BreakthroughWithNoah.com and learn more about this. Okay, it's very easy to remember. Breakthrough with Noah, because I'm known as the Breakthrough Coach, because I help people double their income and double their time off at the same time. So the point is, one of my group coaching clients, her name's Tamisa, really smart, sharp, you know, really great, great gal. And she's an entrepreneur out in Arizona. And she's a self-proclaimed seminar junkie. That's her words, not mine. So she'd been going to all these seminars, kind of like we're talking about, you know, going to all the gurus and she was doing well. She was making six figures. So it's not like she was, you know, starving or something, making six figures, but she just couldn't break through that ceiling, right? I call that the income ceiling syndrome. You just, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you're on that treadmill, you just keep hitting that ceiling. Okay. So she was, she just was very frustrated, seminar junkie to death. And so she, you know, when I spoke to her, she told me she was skeptical. It's like, is this going to be just another one of the same thing? And I said, listen, that's all I hear nowadays. That's all I hear. Every single person says the same thing because we've all been burned by those guys. So I get it. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying 
don't buy it. But I'm saying, you know, if you believe and if you go to YouTube and go to my YouTube channel, just watch the case studies, you'll just see that it's different. That's all I can say. So you make the choice. Anyway, she decided to join. In two weeks, Hillary, in two weeks, she tripled her investment in the first two weeks of coaching with me. We hadn't even gotten to the money part yet. This was a 12-week program. It's called a 12-week breakthrough for that reason. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, <laughs> tripled her investment. We hadn't, even ta- we hadn't even started talking about money. That's called hockey stick. So that, does, does you see what I mean? That shows yeah. you that it's a system that anybody can put in place as long as you're willing to follow directions. As long as you're willing to fill in the blanks, it works. <laughs> all right so, okay i gotta say it i gotta say it this is not me i'm not trying to be mean but you sound just like all the rest of them of course you have a system of course this of course this of course you have to me so but right how being the you know i'm like ready to sign up but then i'm like here we go again come right. on how do i actually know and i, I, I well so what okay. we so, so what, we've what been- makes you different what makes, yeah, what you, makes me okay? So what makes you got me a different? System, great, yep. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just trying to be like. No, listen. Oh, I only hear this every lie. day. I only hear this every day. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and so the point is, what we've implemented now is a. It's really a better than risk free guarantee that we have. Okay, so the point okay. is number one. Let, let me just point this out. I have been online selling programs online since 1997. That's longer than almost anybody else in this entire industry. Okay, so the fact that I'm still around, number one, that should show you something. Okay, good. Number two, if you go to my YouTube channel, just go to watchnoatv.com, you'll see dozens and dozens and dozens of case studies. Okay, that's number two. But point number three is, they say, people say, you know, well, sure, everybody's got that, everybody's got that, fine. So what we've implemented now is a better than risk-free guarantee. And he's like, well, what's that? The point is this, let's say someone joins my 12-week breakthrough program, okay? And they're still skeptical, right? Which is most people at this point for that reason. I say, listen, let me just coach you for one week. I'm gonna give you access to my program. It's called Power Habits Academy. It's about the power habits of unconsciously successful people. What all these guys do that they never tell you because they're unconscious. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't know they're doing these certain things. That's why it took the nerdiest nerd in the industry, me, to break down what they're actually doing. Not what they tell you they're doing, but what they're actually doing. Those are two very different things, by the way. What they tell you to do and what they're actually doing. Okay? Okay. So the point is, go ahead, just come on in for, you know, whatever it is. And then... If, if uh, let me coach you for one week and you have access to the program, if you don't like it after one week, just as long as you let me know before week two. So just to be fair, right? So I haven't put in all these hours of coaching you. And then they say, oh, I want my money back. Just let me coach you for one week. If you don't like it, I'll give you all your money back. No harm, no foul, right? And then all the risk is on me. That means I got to perform. Now, would I do that if I wasn't 1 billion percent confident that my thing works? I don't think so. All right, so listen, my job isn't to sell this thing. My job is to right. show you, that, listen, I am known as the breakthrough coach for one simple reason, because I help people double their income and double their time off. If you want that, you should probably get this. If you don't, then, well, I don't know what you want to do, but you see what I mean? And that's yeah. the thing is I'm very clear about what I do and what I don't do. Like, for example, right. I don't teach how to do Facebook ads. That's not my thing. There's a million, billion guys out there that do that. And that's fine. And, you know, I don't teach. There's lots of things I don't teach. But what I do teach is what I call the inner game and outer game approach. Inner game is everything that happens up here. It's much, much more than mindset. It's about the power habits of unconsciously successful people that they don't even know they're doing and therefore they can never tell you. And then we have the outer game, which is you have to put these things in place so that that you have the offers, funnels, and traffic so you can make more money online. That's how, like Dr. Stacy is a chiropractor up in Canada. She had no idea about any of this. She was just adjusting patients, doing fine, but she didn't know how to do any of this online. She never even dreamed of it. She literally said, I never thought I'd be doing this in a million years. Now she's making wow. six figures a month. She's she's doubled, tripled her money, and she was able to take her family on a trip to the Grand Canyon. She thought it would take her five years to get there. We got her there in 18 months, just putting wow. these things in place. All right, so, so, so Dr. Noah, we got two minutes left. 
Mm-hmm. You've already told them. I, you know, I have so many more questions, but unfortunately we're out of time. <laughs> People can go to breakthroughwithnoah.com and yes. get all of this stuff. They can see your videos. I mean, it sounds like I'm, I'm ready to sign up. Here's my credit card. <laughs> well, let's talk, Hillary. Let's go. Let's get you there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, wait, if I'm wait, making oh, zero now, now I have a job. So, but if I'm making zero in my other stuff, okay. Doubling that is not that exciting because I know how to multiply times zero. Right. Yeah, well. so, that, so I don't know. But anyway, just had to throw that in. But anyway, okay. So I just want to make sure people know how to find yes. you. That's where they go. Breakthroughwithnoah.com. Yes. Anything else they should know? Well, you know, can you hold up your books that you- Yeah, absolutely. So, so here's, here's some books. We got a bunch of books here, which we never yes. even talked about. But anyway, these are companion books. It's called The Seven Figure Life and The Seven Figure Expert. They, they really go together. So this is about how to leverage the four focus factors for more wealth and happiness. And this is your ultimate guide to a life of more impact Influence and financial freedom. So very easy to remember. Sevenfigurelifebook.com, sevenfigurexpertbook.com. Very easy to remember. Sevenfigurelifebook.com, sevenfigurexpertbook.com. Boom, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> now, what would you recommend for someone who hasn't read anything? What would would you say to start with this? Would you say to start with something else? Well, it really depends on you, on your goals. So for example, if you really yeah. want to just have more, let's just say work-life balance, I start with seven-figure life. This is really just yeah. about having a freedom lifestyle. And if you really want to make more money online, this is really for people who want to make money online, seven-figure expert, as you know, you can tell by the title. All right. So if you want to just focus on, you know, let's say I want to get my message out, I want to make money in my sleep, seven-figure expert. If you're like, you know what, I just really want more, more time, you know, with my family and things like that, seven-figure life. That would that would be my suggestion. All right. Awesome. All right. So in our last, well, we're kind of out of time, but what <laughs> would you like to leave people with in negative? whatever seconds or less. Absolutely. Listen, <laughs> just get get the help that you need to succeed. All right. Just make sure that you're following a system and you're not, don't succumb to that personality driven success that so many of us have. Make sure you're following a system because that is how you can really make a lot more money and have a lot more time to do the things that you really want to do. Wow. Thank you. And I love that you're raising the consciousness of yes humanity of, of humanity yeah of that's humanity yes too. so which, let's raise which, it which desperately divine needs it. love right let's go to divine love and have <laughs> yes, us all kumbaya life right absolutely all right thank you so much it's my been pleasure. a pleasure having you my pleasure very inspiring yes thank you <laughs>